Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the And Here's Why podcast. This is the podcast where two friends debate their favorite topics. I'm Kate. And I'm Dan. Welcome to today's podcast. Catherine, how are you? I'm good. I'd like to talk about one thing specifically in this banter. Oh boy. If we can. Here we go. <laughs> I'm bracing myself. So... If for the people who don't know, something big happened in the Call of Duty community this week. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Activision screwed all their players and said, "Hey, we're coming out with a new map." Yes. And they come out with a new map. You can't see me, but I'm air quoting new. So I and I know that like probably everybody's going to be talking about it, but I do want to just talk about it a little bit because I haven't even though we've been playing like every night for the last yeah. however many nights, we haven't talked about it at all. Mm-hmm. But how we felt about it. So I want to get your opinion on the quotes new map that Activision decided to give us. Well, mine's a fire take um and I hate it. I I don't like playing Fortnite but I'm super jealous of Fortnite and like the way that they did their whole situation with changing of the map and like progressing it to get destroyed and then turn like get rid of it and go on to a new, like they took their entire world and just started new, like changed everything well, with their map instead of. Yeah. So they're, they're slowly progressing to changing it is what I can tell. I've only done one season of it, but it's kind of, Similar to what Activision tried to do, but Epic Games with Fortnite did it a lot better, a lot smoother. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, here with the new map, they all they did was take the map. Over time, they started um, adding a train, a subway system that they took away. That was it. And then finally, they were like, hey, you guys are getting a new map coming soon. But we're going to add zombies first. Oh, here's this ship that crashed into uh, just off the port. And there's zombies only in this one spot. And then there's zombies only in this other one spot. Oh, and now the zombies are going to take over the whole thing and we're going to nuke it. Oh, hey, look, it's 1984 and you have the same map over again. <laughs> like, what? No. What is with 1984? What is with 84? 84 was a tough time with the Cold War and such. I know, but and I get that because obviously Black Ops Cold War and what they were doing was transitioning the game to be more Black Ops and less Modern Warfare because Black Ops was the newer game. But it's so weird to me. First off, they explained it to their fans completely wrong. They stated mm-hmm. it was going to be a new map. The map is not new. I think a lot less people would be upset about it if they just said, we're, up, we're making some great updates to the map that are not just going to be zombies migrating, just adding a train. Because I think what they did was they hyped up the expectations mm-hmm. and then they just didn't live up to the expectations when the first rumor came out that um the call of duty leaks people found that all it was was going to be the same map with i think it was four or five new points of interest Mm -hmm. i i was like that this makes me not want to continue playing for these things like it's all it is is just going to be the same map and there's a handful of new things because that's all it is i mean we've we've only played a handful of games in that mode and i don't see anything that's like like it's not even new i mean it's new it's not really even new areas they're just named something different and because it's 1984 and going back in time it's just what they think that the places looked like at the time yeah like a tv station has a really big tower in order to get the signal out for the tv station stuff rather than just a satellite on the top of the tv station but it still doesn't make any sense because like you had said um they added a train 
but then they go back in time and the train's still there. So it's like yeah. how, so it's like you added a train, but then the train was there in 84. Yeah, suddenly like nine seasons in or something like that, seven seasons in, they were like, hey, you guys are going to get this train that just goes in an endless loop, can't be stopped, nothing can ever be done to it. It's just going to go and just circle the the uh, the map. And then we go back 30 years and that train was actually already there before, but it was a new and I don't know. Like, I get what they're trying to do. Um, and the thing is, is like, I don't hate the map. Like, you know what I mean? I don't hate the map because I didn't really hate Verdansk anyway. But like, I like the fact that it's brighter. I like being able to see better. But yeah, it is brighter. That That's much better. I'm I'm just like, it's going to take me a while to actually like it or enjoy it just because it was so it was just so blah when it happened they hyped it up way too much um and then the fact that so the biggest thing for me was that so with Fortnite, when they transition into a new season everybody gets to do that transition like scene so at when you jump on to the new season for the first time, you get to do like their little cutscene thing. You get to do like whatever shooting or thing that you need to do, and then now you can and now it's good to go and you're you're able to play the game um, and go back to whatever with the changes that they made. With the way Activision did it, they're like we're only doing this sort of event at a specific time, yeah, and, or two specific times, and it's like during the time that most people work, mm-hmm. which I mean was their was really their way of being like let's get some high-powered streamers on this to broadcast it to everybody let's you know even even that didn't work because there were countless because they crashed all the servers yeah there were countless like big time streamers that couldn't get into into the uh play and had issues with it and i don't know yeah it was just because the thing is, is if you just did it where each player like did a cut scene and then it brings in the new updates and all that. Mm-hmm. I feel like you get to integrate your players. You, you, I don't know. Activision has always done this thing from day one with the Call of Duty is that they don't seem to care about their players because they know that their players are just going to pay for it no matter what. I feel like they don't care anymore. People are going to pay for it. I mean, I have paid. I pay for Black Ops, which was I wish I could get a refund, but I I don't buy the battle pass. I just get enough of the cod points that you get when you do the battle pass to get the next one for free paid for the one battle pass and then as long as you get to a certain level you're gonna get a thousand cod points out of it and be able to get the next one i don't know like putting more money into it just seems like pointless because they don't seem to care about their users like did you watch any of the you were at work i think but did you did did you able wow english were you able to watch any of the streamers like stream the events no because you know what honestly i didn't even know those were the times for the events i thought they were going to be later on at night like closer to the time when the update was going to become available and then you could go into it i didn't realize it was going to be yeah. at what, what time was the first one like 11 o'clock first or one was like at three o'clock? o'clock on wednesday wednesday and then the other one was at like i think five yeah or no it was the next day was it the next day no the next day we had it so five o'clock so it was three and five which might like i mean most people are working during that time unless they're assuming people are still not working because the pandemic but which they may not be wrong but yeah and but still there's still millions of people that are working so you either had to ditch out on work and try to go watch it yeah you had to be out of work if you wanted to play the events so a lot of people couldn't even participate in the events that they did and they hyped it up so much and then they gave us nothing 
of but the thing is, is I don't want to say they gave us nothing because they gave us something. The it, the problem is, is it feels like nothing with how much they hyped it up. But it's the storyline too of it feels like nothing. The storyline of it, if you had just said, hey, with season one of the new set of seasons, you're just going to have a 1984 version of Verdansk. If you had done that and said that was going to be the case, then I'd be happy. With it. I'd be fine with it. But you built into these, you built these zombies into it. You built this, um, all these silos starting to open up. You, you started randomly showing that these um, nuclear missiles were going to be doing something, going somewhere, whatever. You blew up the map and then the story just, oh, hey, you know what? Actually, there's time, this time travel thing where you, the nuke hit and oh, wait, you're actually back in 1984 now. And then let's just forget about everything that happened in the future. And we're going to only focus on 1984 now. Yeah. And like, I mean, I'm sure, well, I shouldn't say I'm sure because they're, they're whoever's creating their story isn't the greatest, but I'm hoping that there's a reason for it. Cause obviously their, their, their hope for the game is to be as popular as Fortnite and to be lasting as long. So I'm hoping that they have some sort of reason for going back and do, and like the whole, like, what's the whole point of doing the zombies and the nuke if you're just going to go back in time? Like, exactly there's got to be something else right like there has to be and then and that's the thing though is like whatever the storyline is that they went back for what are they going to do come october when activision has the next call of duty game they they come out with one every year so you know they're going to come out with one in the in the in the fall around holiday time so what are they gonna do when the next one comes out are they going to go back to verdansk and have waited what month are we in april so you're gonna wait seven months of dead storyline and just be like randomly. Oh, Hey, you know what guys remember that nuke that hit seven months ago. Hey, uh, here's the story picking back up from there. Yeah. And we're going to forget about 1984 map. Ugh, I don't know, but I just wish that they had done something similar to the way that Fortnite did it, where it's like each player gets to do like a cutscene situation. And then so that everybody gets that chance yep. and you don't just watch streamers who are paid by Activision and act like it's the craziest thing. Yeah. I don't hate it. Like as much as I'm saying that I'm annoyed with Activision, am I going to still play Call of Duty Warzone? Yes. Am I still going to be playing their multiplayer? Am I still going to potentially buy the next game? Maybe because I was very disappointed with Black Ops with the Cold War. I might have to because they might get rid of the Modern Warfare part of Warzone when they come out with the new game. They'll take that off and yeah. update with the new game. So it's like only you can play. Well, it's free, so you'll be able to play, but it'll only have the Black Ops stuff on. Yeah, they're going to the start Warfare, so. once the new one comes out new game comes out they're gonna have to start taking some of the weapons away and you know yeah. redoing everything which that is way. fine i mean most of the weapons i'm playing with right now are the black ops ones anyway because they're the ones that are the meta the like better mm -hmm. you know which i'm sure are done on purpose i'm sorry that i took up our whole banter with that that's all right we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna talk about it every probably every week as we grow into it every and this has been your gaming update for i don't even know what today is so our topic, our topic today is completely unrelated to what we just talked about for the last however long we talked about it. I mean, mine can somewhat segue into it, but we'll get there. Okay. Am I going first this time? I don't know. No, I talked about I talked about the Lion King first last time. That's right. Yeah, we because oh, by the way, we're back. Hey. Oh yeah, we took a week <laughs> off. We um we had some stuff, so it's just gonna happen, like we said. Well, we just wanted to. Let's be. Honest. We hope you guys missed us. Well, we. We didn't want to, but we didn't also want to rush something and push ourselves into a stressful, rushed situation. 
we'll do that every once in a while probably where something will come up and we won't have an episode come out but we're going to do our best to keep it as consistent as possible anyway so this week um we decided that we were going to do what we thought was the best rock album of our lifetime so any rock album from 1989 to 2021 2000s rock if you ever go onto any streaming platform and just ask it to ask that streaming platform to play 2000 rock, you're probably not going to find any bad songs in there. Cause I think that was just like a, for us, at least it was a great time for rock. Yeah. So I actually had one album picked that I thought I was going to do this for, and it's technically a rock album, but I backed out on it last second. I was going to do hybrid theory by Lincoln park, just because that's one of those ones that, Almost every song is great on there, and I could just listen to them anytime. I was looking at the the genres, and there wasn't one that specifically said it was like rock. Yeah, but you, I think you would consider it rock. But that's besides the point. I was between them and the one that I picked. So I'm going to tell you the one that I picked. I think the best one of our life is Breaking Benjamin's Phobia, and here's why. So if you don't know who Breaking Benjamin is, you can stop listening now and don't ever listen again. No, <laughs> you should listen to them. Um, I've always loved all of their stuff. I I have a whole playlist just dedicated to them and some bands that are close to them, but it's mostly them. So they were originally formed in 1999. They were actually called Plan 9. They kept being called Planet 9 and they were kind of annoyed by that. So they changed the name to Breaking Benjamin didn't get a record deal in 2000, until 2002. The only remaining original band member is Ben Burnley. He's the main one. They've gone through, I think, six people. Six different people have been a part of the band. Um, and now they have one, two, three, four. They have six people in their band now. So yeah, they've been around since 1999, which is crazy to me to think that they've been around for 22 years now. It just seems like five years ago that I started listening to them. But then I realized that Phobia came out in 2006. So I was still in high school when this came out. (laughs) (laughs) Is Phobia the one that has Diary of Jane on it? Yes, it does. Diary of Jane. I do remember listening to that in high school then. Because I was going to say, I'm pretty sure I listened to that song in high school, but I don't know if that was on that album. So that was their third album. Uh, Saturate and We Are Not Alone was before them. Uh, Then Phobia in 2006, like I said. Uh, Dear Agony dark before dawn and ember are their six studio albums but they also had two that were like compilation or like greatest hits types albums and then aurora which just came out last year um just had a couple of songs that they redid for like in a different style but on to phobia so phobia itself like i said 2006 the original not with all the extra bonus tracks or whatever it's 43 minutes runtime uh it got up to number two on the billboard top 200 for all albums out there and it was number one on the top rock album that year when it released uh well certified platinum which is over a million copies sold so the name phobia is i thought this was kind of interesting i never knew this before phobia comes from obviously ben ben burnley's phobias which is one of them is his fear of airplanes and airports and he doesn't like to fly. He said the only places he'll go as far as touring is wherever a boat will take him. <laughs> so when they've had to play overseas, he had to go by boat across 
because he wouldn't he won't get in a plane. And the intro and the outro of this album has that like it's a bunch of background noises put together of airplanes, airports, like the over the PA system at an airport and people like chatting at an airport all into one. I don't remember that at all. That's funny. Once I read that, I was like, oh, shoot, that's like, I mean, you can hear it's like mashed. I mean, it's not funny that he has a phobia, but it's funny that like that's what they decided to do with it. Uh, there's 13 songs on here. Technically, there's 11 because it's got the intro and the outro, which I don't really think those are songs, but we'll call them songs. Part of the album. All right. There's 13 tracks. We'll go with that. I think that's the lingo that nice. we're supposed to know here. <laughs> we're just making that's it right. up as we go. <laughs> I'm not a musical person, so I like music, but I'm not a musical person myself. So Diary of Jane, as you had already um, alluded to, is the big single off of this one. It's the fastest song ever added in Hollywood Records history. And that means like added as in like, because like uh, Apple, iTunes, those types of streaming services and stuff started coming out. Then um, this is the fastest song ever added. Um, It was also featured in NASCAR 2007. So that's where the video game thing that I was referencing is going to come in, (laughs) come into play. the smallest yeah. part of your thing. well they also i guess these guys are uh big into different video games and the soundtrack for one of the one of the, um, not the soundtrack one of the songs from their first album saturate was on a video game for smackdown versus raw and then he wrote uh one of the songs that was on halo 2 he did that for free by the way didn't get paid a single thing he just thought it'd be really cool to have that in a video game forever so it is cool so diary of jane was number two mainstream rock uh on the top on the billboard top 100 got to number two what is its peak and it was written about a movie star uh jane bryan back in the 30s and 40s so that's why if you ever see the music video uh the gravestone that's in there says jane bryan it's actually her gravestone in it interesting I'm pretty tired of the song at this point. (laughs) That's rude. First of all, (laughs) it's a great song. It's a great album. All right. It is. If I like, I haven't listened to it forever because I got, because it was so overplayed that it was like, I'm so tired. I mean, I won't get tired of them, but Diary of Jane at the time, you're, you're not wrong. It did get like slapped onto everybody. There are other two singles off of this were Breath, which had seven weeks at number one for mainstream rock. Seven weeks in a row, I should say. And then Until the End, which made it up to number six on mainstream rock. And Until the End, did you know, was on Guitar Hero 5. I mean, every song was on Guitar Hero. Okay, well, that's not true because there's a lot, 13 or 12 other songs on here that weren't on Guitar Hero 5. No, I meant just in general. <laughs> they also had uh, three other songs that were downloadable content from oh, one of the other albums. I don't remember. I didn't write them down. You know what's a good um, song by them? I don't, I don't think it's on this album, but Angels Fall. Yes, that is a good one. It, it's, it's not, it's not on, on, this, on that album. It's not on this one, no. I really like, if any song that I listen to again by them, it's either Angels Fall or Dear Agony. Like, those are my two that I'll still listen to. Um, those, I believe, are on the same one, and I believe they're on Dear Agony. But, but, I mean, Dear Agony obviously is on Dear Agony. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but I'm saying it because I believe angels falls on dear agony but this is um this is an album that 
outside of obviously the intro and outro because I again those aren't really songs for me I could listen to all of these songs straight through and not skip them not jump around like it's just one of those albums that if I wanted to listen to something and like just kind of not like rock out to it but you know what I mean just like listen to an album just to be able to listen to music and not focus on anything else this has 11 songs in a row that are just great songs all the way through um so i just i named a couple of them but i'll tell you the other ones around there were you evil angel until the end i said dance with the devil topless which by the way the song was written in 1998 so that song was sitting in their back pocket for how many years <laughs> is that 18 years no eight years bad math, <laughs> math. <laughs> not a math bod kids here we are unknown soldier had enough and you fight me again i think this is one of those one of those things that comes into like the formative years 2006 i was a junior slash well if this came out in august i was going into my senior year of high school man i'm old i mean it was just a time where like you got hit with music that you're gonna probably stick with for a long long time Mm -hmm. and back in the day you didn't like not everything was on a streaming service. So you didn't have millions and millions and millions of albums sitting there ready for you to listen to at any time. So when you listen to an album, you actually went and listened to every song and you actually went all the way through. This is just one that is always, you know, 15 years later, almost. It's just still something that I'll listen to anytime. It just, I don't know. It's one of those ones that hits me and like, reminds me of times every time a song comes on it reminds me of 2006 all the different things we were doing while <laughs> listening know, to these songs all those things that happened in 2006 well not all those other things that happened in 2006 but like for me i mean while we're playing basketball we had music on so that's i mean that's just one that i think that everybody if you're not if you've not heard it before if you're having any interest in listening to a rock album it's outdated but i don't think it's outdated enough as far as like wanting to listen to it nowadays. Yeah. I mean, nostalgia, everything's coming back. So that's right. Why not? <laughs> like parting your hair down the middle. <laughs> yeah. The thing I did for years and then I stopped and then all of a sudden it was like, now the younger kids are like, this is so cool. I'm like, it's still not cool. Our bowl cuts going to come back too. The thing is, think? the thing is, this is with the haircut. Don't even get me started on this. Cause why the hell? Does any other generation besides that generation give a shit what that generation thinks is cool? I will never understand that. Like, why the hell do you see like on TikTok all the time? You're like, millennials are like, why does like now I need to get like pants that are more comfortable and my hair needs to be parted down the middle. And it's like, you're an adult. These are children. It's weird that you're concerned about what they think is cool. Yeah. I don't care what they think is cool. Like, exactly. I'm not friends with these children and I don't want to be. But how does it affect you as a person to what someone else wears or how someone else styles themselves? I've dressed the same since I was 12 years old. I look like a 12 year old boy then. I look like a 12 year old boy now. Like it's. (laughs) Hey, so do I. Hey. (laughs) I have a bunch of uh, video game and cartoon character graphic tees that I wear all the time. (laughs) That's what's cool, people. That's right. (laughs) Yeah, so now on to me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you hinted at what you were going to pick. 
damage said to here. Oh, yeah. to you. I was like, only on to the me. podcast? Only to me. No, only to me. Because I... We're afraid that one day, one of these things, we're going to, like, both pick the same thing. So we always have to, like, hint at what we're picking. Yeah. I didn't really think we would pick the same thing for this one. Because I know... I've known that Breaking Benjamin is, like, one of your favorite bands for a very long time. So, um, this one was hard for me. Um, so I basically just had to go off of an album that meant the most to me in my current time. Because I am a huge fan of Shinedown, and they have a bunch of amazing albums, and a lot of their um, newer albums have been very, like, uh, promoting against bullying and being yourself and being who you are and all those things, and so they're a great band. And when I was younger, Disturbed was a big thing for me, Um, but I didn't really want to go with them because all their songs kind of sound the same. And, like, even though they're good, I'm not saying that 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 means they're bad, but it's just I don't feel like it considers itself a best what I did go with is a album by the band Hailstorm, which is a relatively new band. I guess they're not really new, but newer. 2010, I think, is when their first album came out. And I know that was now 11 years ago. But it's crazy That's to crazy. think about. But to me, they still are like considered new because I was a grown-ass adult, you know, like when... <laughs> they came out and their album mm, came out i wouldn't say that because i don't even know if you're still to this day a grown-ass adult that's true but i was Pump in i breaks. was in late college mid-college so i was out on my quote-unquote own even though i don't think consider college being out on your own because you have everything handed to you in college as well when once you're out of college then yeah you have someone own. there to make you food yeah like you're not on your own in college i don't give a shit what anyone says you're not out on your own you're just away from your parents that's all it is yeah, if you lived in your own house at college, that's a different story. Yeah, like if you have to yeah, pay bills and stuff. That's a different thing. But we digress. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Hailstorm. Um, so Hailstorm is an American rock band. They are from Red Lion, Pennsylvania. They consist of lead vocalist and guitarist Lizzie Hale. Ooh, um, her, <laughs> her brother is actually the drummer, and so um, RJ Hale. And they actually started this out together. Um, when they're really young, they started isn't, to expand out. Isn't he the one that's like the ridiculously amazing drummer that like? Oh yeah, he's like the reason to go to one of their concerts. To be honest, like he'll pull out like the bigger drumsticks yeah. and just like keep <laughs> going at it until he gets to like those gigantic ones. Yep, I remember those from. I think it was a K Rockathon. K Rockathon. Yeah, where I saw him, saw them for the first time. But yeah, so it started out with them too, brother sister, and then they um once they actually like were a little bit older and wanting to go forward with it. They added Joe Hodinker, Hodinker. I don't know how to say his last name, but he's a guitarist and then bassist Joss. 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 Wow. I'm having a stroke, guys. Uh, their bassist, Josh, Josh Smith. Josh Smith. That's a tough one to say. I know. It's like the easiest <laughs> name and it's the one I screw up on. Words are difficult. Yeah, so it's the album of theirs that I'm choosing specifically is actually their second release album called The Strange Case of. This was, they so they had an EP called Hello, It's Mrs. Hyde um, come out in January of 2012. Um, and then they, which that song is on, the full album, when the full album came out in April of the same year. The album has... 12 regular songs on it. You get the deluxe deluxe version, you get 15. You've got Love Bites, So Do I, which was 
I think they had that one that yeah that one was like a single of theirs um, yeah, that was. was really popular because it was is that the first single off of there I feel like yeah I believe it well they had the EP that that, that it was on I believe it was on the EP of Hello it's Mrs Hyde Ms Hyde I should say I'm saying it wrong so yeah you should get it right Kate come on sorry if you could tell, I'm just slowly like draining away in tiredness right now. I thought you were swooning over Hailstorm. Sorry. No. I got both <laughs> too confused, apparently. I mean, I guess it looks similar. Uh, so, Love Bites, <laughs> So Do I was, is an extremely like fast paced rock song. And they were so hyped about it, like when they were talking about it and how making it and stuff and how they. They would talk about how like they're really coming into their own as a rock band with that song and where they want it to head and which it's it's the albums like aren't like crazy different from each other. I think they have like five albums now. I'm not entirely sure, but they kind of like upgrade in becoming like a better rock album. That's kind of what happened from their original self-titled album Hailstorm to now the strange case of where um, at least me personally, you definitely can see that there's a more comfortableness in it. And they've definitely come together a lot more as a band in it. Then yeah, so that's the first that's the first song on the album. Um, then you have Ms. Hyde, I Miss the Misery, Freak Like Me, which is was a I believe another single off of it. Beautiful with You, In Your Room, Break In, Rock Show, Daughters of Darkness, that was another one. You call me a bitch like it's a bad thing. That is a song title, I'm not just telling Dan that. <laughs> she does t- she does tell me that. <laughs> uh, American Boys. And then here's to us, which then I think was their final, like single off oh, that one. What a great song! Yes, that last one. I'll get to. And then the deluxe tracks, if you got that album, have "Don't Know How to Stop," "Private Parts," and "Hate It When You See Me Cry," which all those ones are very good too. Sometimes when you get a deluxe album, those extra songs like aren't as great as the rest of the album. Yep, they're really good too. They their peak positions on some of the charts. They hit number one on U.S. hard rock albums. The highest they hit on the Billboard 200 was 15, and then the highest they hit on U.S. top rock albums was seven. So, one of the the big things with this album specifically is this is the album that they won a Grammy off of for the the Love Bites and So Do I or, or not yet So Do I Love Bites So Do I. So there's a story behind this. On December 5th, 2012, during a show in Wisconsin, before Lizzie Hale to start her piano ballad break in the guitarist ran up t- to her from off stage and told her that the song love bites so do i was nominated for a grammy in the best hard rock slash metal performance category the drummer rj uh, asked on his mic what happened and after lizzie replied to the audience that they had just been nominated for Gra- grammy the crowd erupted in celebration the entire event was recorded by a fan and then posted on youtube so you can literally go and watch it happen which is kind of cool so then on February 10th, 2013, Hailstorm won the actual award, becoming the first female-fronted band to both be nominated and win in that category, which is huge. Wow. Huge. Yep. And then in 2013, that's when they hit the top of the billboards for um, Hot Mainstream Rock Chart for the first time, and that was with their single Freak Like Me. And then they, in 2013, that's when they premiered the video for here's to us so yeah here's to us was the last um big like single on the album yeah so like i said with this album that it really did just like kind of show where they wanted to go it definitely um even though you would think like their first album was like 
kickstart everything, which technically, I mean, it did because it was a very, first album was a very good one. I was actually debating using the first album, but then this one had a little bit more meaning to me personally, but it really just set them off. So yeah, so why I keep saying that this album specifically is personal to me and why I believe it's the best one. The first concert I ever went to after this album came out with with Hailstorm, because I went to, I've been to so many Hailstorm concerts, I have no idea how many at this point. But the first one that I went to after this album came out was on my birthday. I got the front row and it was with my all-time favorite band, Evanescence. And Amy Lee sang with Lizzie Hale her song Break In and like right in front of me and it was like it was just like a fantastic moment that was the night Kate got arrested for jumping on the stage (laughs) (laughs) I've never been front row for something like a like a concert like that like well normally I don't care like I don't I don't try to go for front row well yeah but with your two favorite bands yeah but this was like I I need to try like we got there so early Oh yeah, so obviously then that this album was a big deal for me with the, with the whole like birthday front row um, with my favorite band, and then the last thing, "Here's to Us," was the um, last song for our wedding, me and my wife's wedding that we chose. That's sentimental. It was also it was also the table that I sat at. Oh, what, oh, was it? <laughs> yeah, that's why I said that. You had a handful of your friends at that one yeah. table. Yeah. Of like, like we were like the not fa- not, not family. You guys were my table of friends section. Yeah. So it was it, what we did instead of table numbers at my wedding is we did songs. So you would go to that song and that was your table. So one of the song tables was Here's to Us by Hellstorm. Yeah. So Dan got that one, I guess. Yeah. So that's just why, I mean, it, it's, a, I feel like it's even like a, a, because of the whole fact that they won a Grammy with this album. It's obviously a great album for them as well. I, um, I mean, I'll definitely agree there's. I, I'm not as and I'm not as big of a fan of them as you are. I do love their music, but I'm more of a like their singles and like some of their better songs are what I go to. I don't think I've ever really like listened to an album full like all the way through. I probably should because yeah. I like enough of their songs. I could confidently say with every single album they come out with. I've liked every single song. Like if a song comes up just randomly, like on the radio or on my playlist or whatever, like I'm not going to hate it. I'm not going to change it. Like it's good. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, mine's kind of like, I consider it the best kind of for the same reason you did. It's just a all around good album from song one to song 15. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I said my piece. I mean, my album's clearly better than yours. That's the only argument I have. Oh, whoa. I was just about to give you a compliment on your choice, but never mind now. I mean, I'm I'm assuming our recommendations for this week are just go listen to these. Go check out some of the early 2000s rock bands. Whatever streaming service or if you got like an Alexa or whatever, wherever you listen to your music, go check out like a 2000s rock. Yeah. Especially if you're you're younger and you have no idea. Well, a lot of people nowadays know who Hailstorm is because they're relatively newer, but if you're younger, you don't know who Breaking Benjamin is. Yeah, or just any of those. I mean, or Evanescence, Check Papa out Roach, Evanescence, Lincoln Park, Evanescence. Still yeah, around. she's still doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she still looks exactly the freaking same. I don't know how. I don't know what her Crazy. skincare routine is, but Amy Lee still looks just as good as she did in 2001 or whatever. 
shoot her an email and figure out what her skincare yeah, regiment yeah, is. Let me try. <laughs> oh, it's for it's for a podcast research and see if she oh responds goodness. for that. You'd probably die. I don't think I would literally be able to. That's like probably the only person I feel I would ever like legitimately fangirl where I don't think I would be able to be in that moment at all. Like, how are you? How are you when you meet celebrities? I mean, like, I'm like nervous about it, but more just because I am not because I'm meeting a celebrity, but because I don't know how to interact with people I don't know. Okay. <laughs> so I'm that I'm that same way with everyone I don't know. Like I don't know how how do I start a conversation, and then on top of it, you're you're having that little bit of intimidation of the fact that everybody's here to see this person, and like so you have to make yeah. this moment like worth something. But I also haven't met yeah. that many. Like I met Lizzie Hale and the whole band. I met the whole band. I shouldn't. I met Hailstorm. Um, no, no one else cares about the rest of them. But right now, I'm not a huge Lizzie Hale fan. As RJ, I'm like on like he is such a good drummer. Every time I've gone to their concerts, I just watch him go to town and wish that I was that fucking good at drumming. When they were playing, like I could not take my eyes off yeah. of him. It was not. If you if you don't listen to any Hailstorm song, at least just just look up a YouTube video of RJ Hale. Like I can second that little story before we move on to the next part so uh yellow card one of their songs is like one of my favorite songs of all time (laughs) yeah it is um but also yellow card is my wife's well one of my wife's favorite bands stick a violin in anything and it's the goddamn best (laughs) only because she swoons over uh the lead singer there so (laughs) when we were at the warp tour that we went to it was yellow cards last like that was like the last part, like they were doing the last part of their mm-hmm. tour and then they were done for after that. And we didn't know that going into it. We didn't realize like that was what was happening. So they were doing a signing and we signed up to do the signing to like go up and meet him, whatever. She gets up there and she's just like deer in the headlights. Everyone like the people are saying hi to her and she's like, ah, <laughs> ah, and then just like scooches down. And I walk up to him and I'm just like having casual conversation with all of them as I go down the line. And she looks at me and she's like, what did you just do? And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, you just talked to him like he was a normal person. It's like, they are. Why would you ever do that to him? I was like, because they are like, I get that they're like making millions of dollars more than I ever will, but they're still human beings. And I'm still going to just say hi to him and ask him how it's going. <laughs> she won't let me, she won't let me live that down that she panicked and i just got to actually have a yeah. conversation with this guy i like always try my best like because i've met so i met obviously hailstorm and that was fine like it was just like hey like how's it going and then we told them like where we were from and they're like oh my god dinosaur barbecue and we're like yeah <laughs> then we just asked to take a picture um but it was right so right before we were able to so we kind of like met them and then lizzie specifically was doing pictures the rest of them just got on the bus and right before we went up to ask her to take a picture a girl was literally holding her so tight and just crying and Mm -hmm. i just remember that that made me feel better about what interaction i was about to have because nothing could ever be more embarrassing to me than if i did that so yeah <laughs> that literally helped me just go off and be like hey you want to you want to get like in the like, in middle of me and my wife and just take a picture or whatever yeah like cool yeah confirmed my wife would definitely be that crying squeezed lady if she ever met Haley Williams I, I can't I can't that's just too much I could know? probably say there's one person that I would like if I ever got to meet them I'd first thing I would do would be like listen I'm gonna apologize for what I'm about to say to you 
and then I want to talk to you. And I was just like, Ken Griffey Jr. is he's a baseball player. If you don't know that, Kate, because you're not a baseball fan. Yeah, my brother was obsessed with him. Okay, so I used to love him just for his swing, which everybody does. And I always when I taught myself how to hit left handed, I wanted to imitate his swing. I would go up to him and I'd probably be like, I absolutely love you. I imitated you. Yeah, I would tell him like I imitated you as a kid as probably millions of kids did. And you're the reason I learned how to hit left handed. But that's not fangirling like that's No, I, that's that that'd probably be the biggest yeah. fangirly. Like I'd go up to him and just be like, I'm going to overreact right now. And then I want to talk to you like a human yeah. being. <laughs> that's actually a good way to start it. You know, I may overact right now. Yeah. Please don't get upset with me. <laughs> Uh, like I said, I I can say that I think it's a little bit too much to be like crying um at one of these people and getting like that obsessive ob- obsessive about it. But I also don't know how. I think now that I'm older, I don't think I would react this way. But I don't know how I would, rea- would react if I met Emily. Evanescence was such a huge part of a big part of my life, so it's like I don't know. I don't know. Like, what do you even do? Yeah. I mean, obviously, I'd probably freak out and not actually meet them. So whatever. Remember that time that I really wanted to go up and meet that meet that person that I knew um, at uh, New York Comic Con? You guys were like, just go up and like go go up and say hi. And I'm like, no, no, no. They're already walking away. I'm good. <laughs> like, <laughs> Meanwhile, they're still standing there and they all they did was slightly turn like four degrees to the like, left. Oh, no. In case like, ah, she's yeah, already gone. She's gone. No, Never gets nah. a chance. <laughs> well, I'm good. That's. And we're walking closer to her. That would, that would be legitimately me. And then later on, I'd be just upset that I didn't take that opportunity to just go say hi. Yeah. Anyway, that was a tangent. <laughs> yeah, that was a fun little tangent, though. We'll do a couple taking infields just just because we missed it. Not last week because we didn't have an episode. Well, we did technically miss it last week, but also the week before. Well, the whole the week before was. Oh, no, the week before we didn't do it. And then the week before that, we did a whole thing of taking infield, basically. Uh, you want to do one first? Yeah. Um, since I already kind of talked about mine, um, I'll ask you best rock concert you've been to. Oh, easily. Uh, Rise Against and A Day to Remember. This is actually my first rock rock concert That's I ever went to. That's a good first rock concert to go to. Yeah, we went down to uh, his buddy of mine lives in or on Long Island. I'm not sure if he's in Long Island or on Long Island. I apologize to anybody who's from Long Island. <laughs> we went to Long Island and they played at the Coliseum, which uh, where the Islanders play or used to play. We went and saw them there. Yeah, it was just amazing. And then they came up here to uh, Syracuse mm, like three months later, if that. I don't even, it might not even been that much longer. And like we didn't plan to see them in Syracuse. And then when we saw him, we were like, okay, we absolutely have to go see him again. And we did. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it's literally the same concert, but it was still amazing yeah. the second time. Actually, it was because it was outdoors the second time and it rained a little bit. So the mosh pits were like muddy. Oh, People were falling, getting up, like slipping and sliding. It's like my worst nightmare. <laughs> it was the first time I got into a mosh pit ever, which was amazing. And I got... Uh, this one guy fell and I tried to jump over him and he like started to stand up at the same time. So he hit my foot and I fell and it was like the coolest thing. Everybody's just railing into each other as hard as they can, like trying to knock each other over. But as soon as someone falls, everybody stops, picks them up, looks at them, and then they just go again. 
That's a good mosh pit. That's like a like an actual good mosh pit to be in because like some of those that I've yeah. seen, they just start turning into full on fights. Um, when somebody yeah. just takes it a little bit too seriously, well, that's cool. Yeah, so those are those two easily are the best ones I've ever been to. We're gonna go a re- little relaxed on this one. Would you rather have a manual labor job or a desk job? I guess desk job to be honest, because um, even though manual labor can be fun and can be different and it can be very strenuous on my body and i don't want my body to hurt more than it already does well i'm, I'm not talking like you're lifting 400 pounds a day or well still if you're like constantly moving constantly doing stuff you're still putting more stress on your body but oh, also yeah. i i mean i'm not a huge fan of my current job but i've really like since doing this podcast i've really gotten into like editing i've been modding for your wife's stream and that's a lot of fun like so i would love to just be able to make anything like that into a career at this point yeah i would love for that to happen but it's 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 a lot you know we'll see yeah i think i would do late uh manual labor you would. that's like all you've done well so that's that that's what that's my thinking of it is like when i worked for that moving company mm-hmm. i absolutely loved that like just constantly i mean there was there were days where it was 110 degrees and we were going down three flights of stairs to move shit but that's a one-off day of crap everything else was just like you pick things up and you put them down (laughs) (laughs) i loved that all right my second one because we're only doing two especially since we're actually running kind of late here how sleepy are you right now how sleepy am i well we talked about this a little bit before we started talking. But this is exactly why I made it be a question. I think we both got less than five hours of sleep last night. Yeah. And I will probably still stay up till midnight oh, yeah. tonight. Are you kidding me? <laughs> For it's sure. It's the weekend. I'm staying up as late as I possibly can. Like, this is why I buy Red Bull. Like, it's just so, even <laughs> though I'm sleepy, I'm awake. <laughs> I might have to go up to Duncan and get something. Actually, they close at eight, so probably won't. Don't you close at eight? Yeah, they're stupid now. They're well, the the two that are closest to me close to eight. All right, this kind of plays on uh, the job thing. Would you rather wear sweatpants or jeans everywhere you go? How you should know the answer to this question for me already. I do know the answer to this, but I want to hear you say it because it's fun. Sweatpants or no pants? Literally, when I when when I had. I have like one-on-ones with my boss every month now um, because I've, our, my whole department just works from home. So she never gets to really check in on us. And so I have a one-on-one with her and she was talking about me having to go in the office and training this girl. And I was like, but do I have to wear pants? Because <laughs> I don't really want to if I got to wear pants. And she just laughed. She's like, just like, I know I hate it when I got to go to the office and wear pants. It's a fair question because you don't, if you don't have to wear pants on a regular day at home yeah, and it's supposed to be the same dress code, you got to ask yeah. that question. I'm like, I'm you know? legit though. I mean, I'm definitely not going to wear work like dress pants when I go in. I'm like, I don't care. I'll wear jeans. Like it's not in front of patients and stuff. So it doesn't really matter. But I'm like, what are they going to do? I go in for two days and then I'm never going back to the office probably again. So they're going to tell me next time you come in, you better not wear that. My boss told me that like the summertime at our job is it gets really hot. He's a super sweaty dude, period. <laughs> like it could be negative 10 degrees and he could be sweating because he's a, just super, super sweaty. Super sweaty dude was actually my original uh, gamer tag name. 
<laughs> I actually don't know if you're joking with that one, but Can you imagine? we're going to move on. So he told me it gets really hot and like really sweaty. So I was like, what's the dress code for the summer? And he was like, kind of just wear whatever you want. I said, so do I have to wear pants? And he looked at me and he gave me a look like, why would you ask that question? I was like, well, you just told me I could wear whatever I want. If it's going to get that hot, if I'm sweaty, I don't want to be wearing pants. <laughs> like who, like what kind of world do we live in? Do you want to be next to a deep fryer with no pants on? That's <laughs> the real question there. That is the, that is the complication. It's a different kind of fish you'll be frying there. <laughs> hey Oh God. We're frying eel today. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Um, I am actually weirdly because I, I don't know if it's just because I haven't had to wear them recently, but I'm weirdly like I'd I'd probably prefer wearing the jeans. Like we left the house today, and I like we weren't going anywhere specific, but I put oh, not jeans on. It was a little warm for jeans themselves, but I put I put on like khaki shorts. And my wife is like, "You're getting all dressed up for this," and I was like, well, "No, I'm just putting on some khaki shorts." She's like. Why, don't, why can't you just wear your sweatpants? And I was like... You're like, I only have the light gray ones left, and that's not appropriate for where we're going. <laughs> no, they're black ones. I was just like, I don't know. Like, I want to just wear regular pants. I, I don't get to wear these very often. <laughs> we went to Lowe's this morning. We were on jeans, and I just realized that only one pair of jeans that I have that's left, that I, that I have, fits. The rest don't fit anymore. So... So, I mean, they didn't really fit right anyway. So I don't really want to say that I gained a ton of weight. I know I gained a little bit with this sitting on my ass all the time situation, but none of none of my jeans ever, no matter what I do ever, even from the moment I first buy them ever fit. Yeah, I mean, because I have fat ass thighs, (laughs) which means that the pants need to be like usually at least one size bigger. And then when they're one size bigger, they're way too loose on my waist. So they'll fit like just perfectly at the thigh and then be loose on the waist. And then my fat ass thighs rip, the, rip them right in the uh, crotch area. Let's be honest, though. Probably 1% of the world's population actually had jeans actually fit correctly. <laughs> they're not made to fit people correctly. Listen, parachute pants, MC Hammer pants or whatever. Those need to be a thing like in jeans. So that's our episode today. Hope you enjoyed it. Um, glad to be back. Hopefully we'll be coming back again next week. We'll see. <laughs> At this point, I'm not guaranteeing anything, guys. <laughs> Definitely be back. Um, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter at And Here's Why Pod. You can listen to us anywhere. You can, oh, leave us a review on iTunes. I forgot we were going to read one off, but I don't have it pulled up. So leave us a review on <laughs> iTunes. And I will remember that if there is a review there, we will read it next week. That's right. So leave us a review on iTunes or Apple Music, Apple Apple Podcast, whatever it's called now. Positive review there. We'll read it. Uh, is there anything else? Is that it? Oh my God, we take a week off and I don't remember what we do at the end of episodes. Um, yeah, that's it. And that's all. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.